to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister, brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. All right, welcome to Sportsbook Radio from the Brian Blessing Studio in Las Vegas, brought to you by Station Casinos and the Mighty STN app. I'm Dana Lane, that's Steve Carp to my right. Of course, Chris Johnson behind the controls. And I, we wanted to play that message by Steve, Car, uh, Steve Kerr because, I mean, that, that about sums it up. And there's nothing. And, and I talked to you last night about this, yeah. Steve. I didn't know how to come on the show today because I thought, hey, look, I mean, we had Jim, Jim Gemma from the uh, Las Vegas mm-hmm. Aviators all set up and ready to go. And I just right. didn't think that we could go in and talk about the Aviators. And, uh, you know, we, we yeah. pushed him back the next wow. week. And I just, you know, there's a lot to say about this. And I just don't think it should be glossed over. And Steve Kerr's right. I, I agree with everything that he's he said now i've yeah. agreed with everything he said in the past and it is time isn't it yeah. i mean it's it's time to do something to put fear into the people that are putting fear yeah. in into our schools you know it's 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 been what 5 years now and almost 6 since the 
um, shooting over at the Harvest Music Festival here in Vegas. 58 people. Actually, I think it went up to 59 or 60. It's still fresh in my mind today. I mean, I know exactly. I was still at T-Mobile Arena, and I was just getting ready to leave. And Because um, the Knights, game, the Knights had an afternoon game? It was a late afternoon game yep. against the Sharks. It was a final preseason game, and my phone just started buzzing like crazy and, and stuff. But fast forward to yesterday, it's supposed to be a joyous time for those kids, penultimate day of the school year for them. Today would have been their last day. Um, think back to when you were in grade school, the excitement, the energy that you had as you went to class that day, and knowing that in a few hours or another day, your summer was all there for you in front of you. You were gonna Yeah, we never thought about Oh my god. At all. The only Not the only once. the only drill I remember doing It's getting under the desk. Getting under the desk because <laughs> of right. a, an atomic bomb hitting the school. Oh okay, so that's what they updated it for in us. Brooklyn, was... In Brooklyn where I grew up at, at PS two fifty five and then PS ninety nine we did a drill where we would duck under the desk. Duck and cover, they called it. Mm. But it wasn't for an assault rifle. It was for a nuclear bomb. If the Russians were going to bomb us. Because this was in the middle of the Cold War. So, I never experienced lockdowns. I never experienced uh, mass shootings or shooter alerts in school ever. And um, I never really even had to deal but, with drugs. I never had to deal. I mean, I knew people that drank a little bit. I never had to deal with that at all. Not yeah. once, because once you start to establish who you are and what you will and will not deal with, it doesn't come to your doorstep. You know, and, and as I, I got home yesterday from the show and was kind of looking forward to Rangers and Hurricanes and, and Flames Oilers and even uh, the Warriors, I assume we're going to close out. Dallas last night I turn on the news and I'm like all the air just went out of me it was like really again and I'm cursing at the TV my phone's ringing friends are calling me relatives and I'm like it never stops it never ends and I'm not anti-gun, Dana. Okay? I understand why the Second Amendment exists, even though it's been kind of manipulated from what the Founding Fathers intended it to be when they put it into the Constitution. Okay? Back then, there were no such thing as assault rifles. There were muskets. One shot. And it was there to protect your life and your home and if somebody tried to steal your horse or your cattle, you had a right to defend your property. That's what the Second Amendment was intended to be. Not to go grab a military-style weapon and kill innocent people. And we have seen it time after time after time after time. I talked about the, the shooting here in Vegas, and I knew 
after the Sandy Hook tragedy, which will be 10 years this December. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Isn't that amazing? That long? Yeah. When they, those poor little kids in Connecticut were killed, and nobody did anything to prevent it from happening again through legislation, through common sense gun control, I knew all was lost. Because if that didn't move the needle, all right, and it doesn't matter what political party you are, Republican or Democrat, if that didn't touch your soul, what would? And now here we are again yesterday. We're back in the same place, second, third, fourth graders, just going to school, teachers trying to teach, and, and your wife teaches. So, And today's the last day of school here in Las Vegas. It's got to be hard for her yesterday and today, well, especially today now in light of what happened. But you know how antsy kids get on the last couple days of school? They're excited, man. They're they're looking forward to their summer. They got plans. Maybe they're traveling for the first time in three years. You know, maybe they're going to Disneyland. Maybe they're going to visit their grandmother in New Jersey or or Massachusetts or or whatever. Maybe they're going to go to a ball game with their mom and dad in Anaheim or L.A. or San Diego. Okay. And now. Now what? It, it just, it's so, it's just so disappointing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm good with words. It's just, I don't know. I, I just, I'm so frustrated and angry about it. I don't have kids. I have nephews. I have great nephews and nieces who aren't even in school yet. And my nephew told me up in Reno the other day when I was there for my great niece's first birthday party, he and his wife plan to homeschool their kids. They're not even going to let them go to school, a regular public school in Reno, okay? Because they see what goes on, you know, plus the political ramifications of the way things are taught and, and everything. So, man, I know we're a sports show. We'll get to sports shortly, but I think it's important that you know we all realize what a mess things are in this country right now, and, and it doesn't have to be this way. It really doesn't. Some common sense should tell you that no one who's not in law enforcement or the military should be allowed to own a weapon of mass destruction, which is what assault rifles are. Look, man. I've grown up this whole time. I went to high school when Parkland happened. We all walked out when that happened. And the amount of times that I can count in my head is just, it's, it's pull, it's pull, it's, it's, it's just past a both hands. good background. Yeah. I mean, you're 20. I'm 20. So I went through this. This I went, was I a couple years ago. The amount of times that I've had to go to school or start group chats with my friends to plan out escape routes if it happened. Because we were all like, okay, we hear a gun threat's coming to our school. Or, hey, there would be a hard lockdown or a soft lockdown because someone found a gun on campus. The amount of times that's happened, that doesn't even get talked about, is beyond belief. Like, people don't even realize how much this happens. This is something that we have to think of as, as, as teenagers. Thinking, okay, I had to say I love you to my friends for possibly the last time. Every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. 
because we don't know if it's going to happen again. We don't know if it's going to hit us. We don't know. We're all young. What are we, how are we supposed to look at our future in this nation and be saying, yeah, I'm, I'm, I feel like this is going is is to die down? It, it's not. It's not going to die down. Unless something, somebody does something in government, it's not going to stop. We have, you're putting these kids who are going to elementary school, who are going to middle school, who are going to high school, and making them think about, this might be my last day on the planet. For going to school. For going to school. Yeah. How insane is that to say? How insane is that? You have to sit the here. The violent culture of this country, Chris. It won't it's stop. It's been this way for quite a while now. Yeah. And unless you get politicians or, or people who have the ability to change the laws of this country, who are not afraid of lobbies, who will do what's right, you know, I saw Mitt Romney posted a tweet yesterday about the usual prayers and condolences to the victims. And I'm like, Mitt, I know you. I know you have a soul. I actually do know Mitt Romney from when he ran the Winter Olympics mm-hmm. and, and saved it back in 2002 in Salt Lake. He is a good person. Then stand up and do what's right do what Chris Murphy begged him to do yesterday on the floor of the Senate and let's get some sensible gun control laws in this country, whether it's background checks, whether it's banning assault weapons, which is what they did in New Zealand after their shooting. And they didn't wait years to do it. They said, we're doing it, man. We're not having this again. And I believe Australia's got the same law and You know, it's like the president said in his remarks last night. Why is this country always dealing with this kind of gun violence? And whether you like Biden or not, doesn't matter, okay? I mean, he has the right, like every American, like we do here, to voice his opinion. And you think about it and you say, yeah, why is this the case? You don't see this in other countries around the world, okay? So, again... You can hide behind the Second Amendment all you want, but just be aware that the Second Amendment wasn't created for you to own an assault weapon. I mean, look at it. It's how we claim we're the best country in the world, and this happens on a weekly basis, it feels like. How can we claim that? How can we claim that we're the greatest on the planet, and then this happens Almost every week. It's not even in schools. In just general life. How about they're still burying their dead in Buffalo from the supermarket shooting a week and a half ago? Okay? I mean, all of these senses... Like I said, it's been almost five years since the the shooting it in Vegas. Still fresh in my mind today. I don't think I'll ever forget it. I mean, nor should I. Nor should any of us, for that matter. And yet, here we are. You know, and, and maybe a week or, or a month from now, we're going to have another one to talk about and deal with. And, and that's sad. You know, Dana, you, you've got kids. Your wife teaches school. I, I can only imagine what you were going through yesterday emotionally as, as you watched this thing on, on the news. And, and obviously, you probably called your wife immediately and said, hey, you okay? And you probably gave your kids a little extra hug and told them you loved them, which is what you should do. But um, 
How did you get through yesterday? Well, I mean, the bottom line is that you attack it in the manner you would anything that is weighing heavy on you or something that negative that's happened in your life. You do the best that you can. You realize that there's things that are out of your control. Yeah. But the, the, the psychology major in me tries to look at this and analyze things as I tend to do with everything. And we, we always are pointing the fingers at our politicians, and as we should, because they work for us, and they are the ones that are supposed to work for us to make our, our lives a little bit easier. I mean, that's what, that's what the, basically their role is, to serve us. So my, but the other issue is, I don't know where is an individual's mind, and not just this situation, but many other situations, where is an individual's mind where you pick up a gun, you look at another person, and you have what it takes to pull that trigger. Is this derived from anger? Of course it is. And why, why are we angry? Why are we angry during gun violence? Why are we angry during racial issues? Why are we angry when we're, you know, one country's going to war against another? Why? Because somebody, I believe, and this is not everybody, but I believe we failed these, these kids. At somebody failed at one point. I also think there's a percentage where the kid failed himself. Because life is not as easy as it used to be. Our eyes are open to everything now. The tree of life, known as the internet, has given us... Our eyes are open to everything. We're not naive to anything anymore. And everything, whether you... If you don't have the ability to filter what you're looking at, it is constantly giving you ideas on how to let your steam off. Whether it's you know, this, this TikTok thing where kids were stealing things out of the bathroom or, or somebody picks up an assault rifle. Somewhere, somebody failed Salvador Ramos. There's kids in the valley who have been failed. We think it's okay to be a lunatic at school. We, th we think it's okay to start fights. There's no filter as to this is not the way I should act because... There used to be a time, Steve, where I act, if I acted like a fool in school, I'd answer to my parents. Oh, yeah. And I respected that mm -hmm. no matter, you know, what, whatever happened ultimately in our relationship. I, I remember at that point, we respected that anger because there was a, there was a, there was different levels to our lives. When we respected the levels that were above us, yeah. we went through a summer in 2020, 2020, we're a very angry nation. None of us had any problems pointing fingers as to who was to blame. The problem was I never saw anybody blame themselves. I never saw anybody say, I need to be better. And there are individuals out there that obviously made that summer and, and these school shootings and 
this this drug issue that's going on i'm sure in just about 90 percent of the high schools in this country nobody's saying they're all looking at somebody else to do it for them and really this comes down to Mm -hmm. and and this is not this simple but but to start is simple instead of us can't wait to put blame at somebody else's feet did you take care of your home did you as an individual as a parent and believe me i know it's not just that this is this is a tough time for parents so i'm not getting on that soapbox but did you make sure that your kids saw you lead by example not only the way that the way you do things the way you talk to others yes your relationships with others everything you do your child is watching Mm -hmm. the the recent what was it the recent shooting in chicago where the the little girl or or boy forgot what it was found a gun underneath the bed of a of a mother Mm -hmm. took it to school discharged hurt another classmate that's careless you know i always say to my kids don't bring trouble to our doorstep trouble's always going to find you don't bring trouble that you don't need to your doorstep yes like you don't come home to our house and see your mom or dad cheating on each other you don't see your mom and dad coming home drunk you don't see your mom you don't find an ounce of drugs in my house mm-hmm. not one we speak respectably uh, respectably to each other we we don't linger on arguments mm-hmm. and, and so mm-hmm. when i hear my daughter say well i go over to other houses they openly argue with each other openly say things that probably shouldn't say to each other kids are listening and if you want to get to the root of all this problem not all of it because there are some kids that are just you could be the best parent in the world and not have (laughs) you know there there does come a time where you have to ultimately cross your fingers and hope you did enough right and that that is true but but everybody as a citizen of this I still say great country because no matter how many problems that we have, I, I sit there and say, well, where would I go? I mean, Canada, maybe, but, but, but maybe, I mean, because when, because outside of all the negativity, negativity, we have so many great things that nobody else has. And people still are given their lives to come into this country. Mm-hmm. So I still believe in this country. And then when I talk to people from other countries that come here to visit, whether in a sports book or just, you know, walking around a casino, you, right. you hear them talk. They still hold our country as the beacon of right and wrong. Because regardless of how much that we cannot understand these things that happen, there are so many things going on in other countries that we would never even take we would never would never be acceptable on a daily basis just being thankful to have clean water to have food to have the things that we have or the ability to have the things that we have that's the one thing that sometimes people miss out on is you know they i i realize we're at a point where not everybody starts at the fin- at the starting point uh, a starting line at the same point 
I realize that. But A, if you are far behind what you consider the starting point, this is your chance to change that. There, there has to be a point in your family. If you don't like what's going on, if you look at your parents and say, that's not what I want to be, there has to be a point where somebody has to say, well, I'm going to turn this around and I'm going to be the difference in my family. I don't know yeah. if that happens too often because it's so easy for children to fall into what they see and what they know. But so the point about this is we know that this is wrong. We know that something has to be done. But we also know that as individuals, we have a job. We have a job to make sure that we lead by example. We have a job to put a future put the future in front of our children uh, like here you are at a how do we get the z and make sure that we nurture that on a daily basis where their focus is on their future not the anger that they currently have and this is not easy this is this takes work and it takes years you know don't go on social media and complain about what others should have done or what somebody else should be doing for you because it's as simple as are you building the right life in your own house and i don't mean house by physical house i mean house by your life did i bring somebody into my life whether it's friends Mm -hmm. i mean the old saying of the company you keep the, the company you keep am i bringing the right people into my life yep these are all very simple things that we should be doing and again again i know it's easier for others to do it than, than other people i understand that but you ultimately have to make a decision am i strong enough to overcome my weaknesses or am i so weak that i'm going to give in to anger and make everybody pay because i don't have what it takes i sat down Especially with, especially with my oldest daughter. I said to her, what do you want to do with your life? What, what is it? What is your ultimate goal? Because right now, you're sitting here and you were in a, in a great spot. You know, this was when she was you know, 14 or 15. To think about where you are. My job as a parent, to support that. To give you the steps. So what was her response? Oh, well, she wanted to, I know she wanted to play instruments or do something. But my, my point about that is, it's like, okay, if we give our kids a plan and we keep on them about that plan and not just let them float through their teen life, which is the most important part of their life, it keeps everybody focused. It doesn't keep people angry. You focus on, and not only that, you're establishing this relationship between you and them. And again, nothing's perfect. I mean, these are just these are just ideas. But I keep seeing these people that feel as if that they can pull the trigger on little kids or people themselves. I mean, adults. And I guarantee I could go to. 
just about any inner city where typically the poorest people live. Pull some kid out and say, look, let, let's just, this life that you know right now, this life that's getting you in trouble, this life that's getting you arrested, this anger, let's reestablish what you are and who you are and what you want to be with your last breath. Because ultimately, when you take that last breath, you got to look back on your life and say, wow, I really built something or I really tore everybody down because I was angry at one person and I was myself. We, we live in a land of opportunity. It's a place where you can wake up and be, you know, people always say, well, you know, why did we send money overseas? And, and I'll leave a lot of this for Brian Shapiro because I'm sure he'll be all over it. But mm-hmm. well, we give some money to, we give money overseas because we as individuals can make our own choices. This is not a matter of is there the possibility of being better today or moving forward with something or dreaming big. We can do that. We can do that. Nobody cannot do that. A lot of times we give money to countries where people can't do that, where their goal is to eat two meals a day. I don't have a problem with that. And I really, I'm not going to go deep into where the money goes and all this stuff. I know it's not perfect. But I do know this. We, we, got, we get into this situation, and it really it always even going back to you know talking about drugs and the legalization of marijuana and i you know whether you you're for it or against it does not matter to me what matters to me is they hid behind education to legalize marijuana saying money was going to go towards education not one dime has gone gone to towards education with that being said i don't know how much money i'm giving to ccsd anyway but that's how i got passed People say, well, what adults want to do in the privacy of their own home is up to them. Well, the problem is the adults are acting like children and lighting up on the freeways. They're doing, they're leaving, they're being reckless with their recreation at home. And these kids are taking what the parents have, whether it's drugs or it's guns or whatever it is, and they were taking it to school, they were selling it, they're using it, they're showing it off. It happens in every single school. My daughter goes to, two of my daughters go to a charter school. I wouldn't have them go anywhere else. It's a great school. But I still get somebody selling. So all these things that we kind of pass... Because, you know, I've never seen more people with glaucoma in my life. But we all know why, ultimately, why it got passed. It wasn't because of schools. It's because of money. So just keep in mind that you want to know why the breakdown of society. And I'm not trying to say, well, this one specific reason is why, you know, it equates to this. But, you know, when you look at a, a, a pane glass window... And there's many different pieces that make up the window. And some are, you know, bigger than others. 
but they all have a they all have a place in making that window up and i'm just saying that whether it's failure through our kids failure through ourselves not leading by example taking drugs or you know bringing drugs into your home prop not properly using them prescription drugs not storing your guns properly stop i mean and, and again you have every right to point to our politicians and say you should be doing this for us because that's true too because that's also a portion of that glass window but just always make sure that when you walk when you close that door at night and you lay down in bed and you go through your checklist of did i lead by example did i lead did my kids lead by example did i bring good people into my life if you can't do that take care of these things first because if everybody took care of those things we really would have a lot less of these incidents it's paying attention to detail it's difficult it's not easy lassoing teenagers in the age of social media it's a constant battle but it must be done because at the end of the day if it's done and it still doesn't come out the way you wanted it to at least you can sit back sit back and say i did my job i did what i was supposed to do and too often you know we're so we're not we're not even worried about our neighbors anymore we don't talk to our neighbors anymore do we i mean i i wave hi to ours but back in the day <laughs> man our neighbors were as good as our parents when when they weren't around we didn't act up because our neighbors were going to be there and they'd tell our parents or they would take action and our parents would back them i mean it is time to yes have action but it's also time that whatever you're surrounding yourself with is is a positive influence we're not failing the salvador ramoses we're not failing kids that are going to school and think that they need to sell drugs and believe me it happens do not be naive don't sit there and say well my school doesn't because the best schools in the world and best schools in the city happens and definitely in the worst and it's getting younger and younger and these are things we can control we cannot control politicians we can suggest we can be outraged we can vote control control you okay let's take a quick break when we come back mark lawrence from playbooksports.com will join us STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to stationcasinosports.com or sign up at any station casino or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. 
Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Dakota. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous Steak Bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner power play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HDTVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to stationcasinosports.com or sign up at at any station, casino, or wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Sportsbook Radio brought to you by Station Casinos and the STN app from the Brian Blessing Studio. Steve Carp, Chris Johnson, I'm Dana Lane. Thanks for joining us. Let's bring in our first guest of the day from PlaybookSports.com, Mark Lawrence. And, and Mark, it's, it was nice of you to give some love to college baseball in your coffee club newsletter today. And, of course, you live in SEC country where Tennessee is head and shoulders above, I mean, above anybody else right now. I mean, it's uh, – <laughs> it, it is – it's a foregone conclusion that they're going to Omaha. 
Well, for sure, uh, Dana, they will be the number one seed going to Omaha. I mean, unless obviously something out of the sky falls out of the sky, but indeed the best team in the country, for sure the SEC. And uh, they bring a ton of weapons here, as we called out in the coffee club this morning. They've got so many players in this roster that are first-round draft picks or even first picks of the draft. Uh, they're very, very deep. But, uh, you know, the one big hurdle, as we called out in the club this morning, is the fact that uh, since they started rating the seed or seeding the teams, I should say, 1999, only one number one seed has won this tournament. Yeah, that was so Miami. That's a, yeah, that's a little bit of a whammy that they're going to have to uh, try and get past. But uh, they will be, indeed be the team to beat. Yeah, and, of course, they have to get through, you know, the regionals, super regionals, that sort of thing. But... I mean, I mean, talk about Ben Joyce. I mean, you, you. I mean, we've touched on this a hundred times, where people are talking about totals in baseball and why they're, you know, you know, there's no runs right now, um, or runs are hard to come by. I mean, when I was growing up, Mark, if if you know, Nolan Ryan was on top of the pedestal because he could throw a hundred. I mean, now every club has got a guy that throws 100, and now Ben Joyce is a kid that throws 105 miles an hour. I, I just, I, I could tell you this: if I was playing baseball today, the position I would not want to play is catcher. <laughs> well, you need double gloves, that's oh, for it's, sure. It, you know, big giant gloves. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, these arms today—they're just so strong, so powerful, and. We're seeing it at the major league level now, and uh, like we're, we talked before, it's either a home run or a strikeout these days. And you know these batters are going up there teeing off on these pitchers that are serving it up triple digits. If they get wood in the ball, there's a good chance it's going to fly out of the park. So that's what the game has become here, uh, unfortunately, all of a sudden. But uh, one of those pitchers, as you mentioned, Ben Joyce from Tennessee, a guy for sure we're going to want to keep an eye on. I don't know how his ERA is even close to two. I mean, it's. I've seen him pitch this year, and it's. I, I, I. We were talking to Stan Stolte yesterday from UNLV, and one of the things I suggested to him is, you know, I mean, let's let's get a series with Tennessee going, or you know, let's start play, playing some big boys. And then I remembered uh, Ben Joyce, and I said, ah, well, well, let's put Tennessee, and then let's wait till Ben graduates. At least I don't think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> but hey, speaking of, um, you know, teams that are, are guaranteed to be there at the end, this. Talk about the the Florida Panthers, the, the President's Cup or President's Trophy winner. Uh, what is your end of year assessment? Of course, you're a season ticket holder, and they're going to have to make some choices. Obviously, Ben Sherratt and Claude Giroux is probably probably not in the future there. Well, I don't know if uh, either of those two will be in the future. It would be nice to see that because they were awfully nice on the ice together, at least uh, during the regular part of the uh, of the season uh terrifically that way but uh it's all about balancing the books that way and uh, uh of the two i might anticipate that you might end up seeing uh uh more Giroux possibly wanting to stay for less money just given the fact that he's looking for a stanley cup and uh what happened to the panthers this year was probably totally not unexpected just the jinx that these president's trophy winning teams have and their lack of experience, and it really bit them hard against Tampa Bay. Uh, but what bit the hardest was uh, having to try and find to put the puck past Vasilevsky between yep. the, uh, yeah. the pipes. I mean, my goodness, what a performance he put on. Yeah. Uh, and what do you what do you think about Andrew Burnett? I mean, in many ways, I mean, he, he's you could say, well, I mean, John Cooper's getting the best of him. And then in some ways you could say that Peter Laviolette did if it wasn't for 
a missed open netter, I mean, that that series would have likely went the Capitals' way as well. I mean, is he a guy that just, you know, he's not, is he, do you think he's going to be there next year? I, I can't imagine that. I believe Burnett will be with the Panthers like next I knew year. You were yes, say that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go the opposite of what I think. Well, no, no, number one, you know, he you know, he was the band aid they needed. Uh, they performed uh, beyond expectations with him. They did trip up in the playoffs, yes. But you know, remember, it took uh, Alex Ovechkin 14 years to hoist that Stanley Cup. It's not easy getting through the National Hockey League playoffs, and especially with the target on your back. The way in which it was, and let me ask you this question: How can you not resign a coach who might win Coach of the Year honors in the NHL? Well, I mean, the thing about it is, and I think Steve will agree. I just, you know, defensively, I didn't think that they were they were very good. I didn't think they were very good against Washington at times. Yeah. And certainly, if you look at the difference between where Tampa is and where Florida is right now, I mean, it doesn't seem to be a small space. It seems to be a big space there. And I think that there is out there are times where I felt like that John Cooper got the better of, of the coaching battle. John Cooper did win the better of the coaching battle and uh right now the better coach he is for sure. There's no question about that. But you know, it's all based upon coach of the year honors upon what you did during the regular season and uh I think the Tampa Bay Lightning finished mm-hmm. third in that conference if I'm if I'm not if you Well Gerard Gallant won it and we know he's not there anymore. Exactly. So, so. but uh, I, I also it would be another part of a rebuild if you bring another coach in here too. Mm-hmm. Uh, these young kids in this Florida Panther team have all suddenly come together, played so well, and then you're going to bring another new coach in, and you're changing the atmosphere in the locker room once again. So I don't know if they're going to want to risk that, especially having gone through what they did with Quenville. I think they were going to look for a little bit more consistency, and uh, I would bet yes on Burnett being back mm-hmm. next year. Interesting. Hey, uh, Mark, I just want to ask you about the other South Florida team that is still playing, and that's the Heat. Best of three now with Boston. I I thought the poor start to the game the other night was just a one-off. I don't expect Miami to come out of the blocks this slowed again. Um, how do you assess the series at this point? And... Do you think that Boston is a little tougher out now that they've won a game in Miami and they know they can play with this team? I believe Boston knew that they could play with this team, Steve, uh, from the get-go. I mean, you know, they're really, really good, as we know. Uh, you know, Miami's had their injuries. Uh, a lot of teams right now, this stage of the season, are really banged up. Miami maybe a little bit more so. Uh, you know, with Jimmy Butler going down or leaving the game as he as he did. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hero, the sixth man of the year, missing the last basketball game. That hurts a basketball team. Uh, but they do have Victor Oladipo back, and uh, as long as he stays healthy, I think he is the missing ingredient for this Miami Heat basketball team. Uh, Kyle Lowry, another player banged up with hamstring injuries the past dozen games or so. He's back in the lineup. So if they can keep these players healthy here, I think Miami is indeed the team to beat uh, in the NBA for the championship this year. Well, so you're not too worried about Golden State then, even though they uh, they were flat last night in Dallas? No, I'm going to go to Dana's point uh, about uh, defense wins championships. And Miami plays as good a defense as any team in the National Basketball Association does. 
Not so much with Golden State, and I think the edge goes to Eric Spolster in that particular battle uh, between those two teams here. So if Miami is able to get past Boston, uh, you know, in, in what would be a defensive war between these two teams because they're both very, very staunch defensively. I think Miami does hold the edge that way. Okay. Yeah, we're talking to Mark Lawrence from PlaybookSports.com. And, Mark, were you a little bit – I see some of the numbers have climbed from one to two. A lot of money coming in on Boston or the majority of money. Were you a little surprised by that movement? A little bit surprised. Uh, you know, people remember what they saw last. And, right. uh, you know, they saw Boston beat up on Miami by 20 points. You know, they put a whooping on them. Uh, and maybe anticipating some of these Miami injuries to continue to linger uh, in this situation or a case like that tonight. But uh, uh, there have been a people made a lot of money on the, uh, backing the Boston Celtics this year. And uh, uh, it's not. It's going to be difficult for them to hop off that train right now at this particular stage of the basketball season. So uh, I was a little bit surprised. I thought the game would open more like Pickham, and I didn't see. It, I didn't see it moving to two points. But I think there's a lot of value to Miami plus the two tonight. And of course, uh, your your newsletter is coming out, and I guess we're what about three weeks away from it going to what digital, and then the playbook's available uh, about five weeks or so. We can get a physical copy. Right. We're working on it right now. We're buttoning up the NFL portion of the magazine right now and getting all of that in order here. We're going to go to print uh, uh, on June 10th. It'll be on sale at the Gamblers Book Club by uh, the end of June and on sale at uh, Barnes & Noble's Books and Millions and major national bookstores across the country starting on July 12th. So we're getting close. Uh, we're burning a little less midnight oil these days as we're getting closer and closer to print time. When you when you put this magazine together, which you've done for years, I mean, is there, do you come up every year, let's add this or let's add this, or, or is, this, is the template set and you're just adding another year to your numbers? Well, that's a great question because uh, the, the the main man who who is really gets all the kudos for the magazine is uh, he's our editor. His name is Charles Milstead. And he does a great job with the graphics and putting everything together. And uh, I just supply the content. And uh, uh, as I hand him off to the content, you know, I keep coming up with these ideas or these thoughts that run through my head. And then I'll go write an article or I'll go do a research on it. And I'll hand it to him and say, find a place for this or find a place for that. And especially now with the college football portal situation being what it is. And uh, we like to always add new things into each edition of the magazine as well. So, But I just was informed yesterday that uh, we need to put a lid on these new things that are going to be going into the magazine. <laughs> We're running out of space. With, with all the new numbers coming out with analytics, and we'll, we'll talk to an analytics uh, expert for the NHL later on. But, I mean, goodness, I mean, every year there's new numbers that are coming out. Uh, under the umbrella of analytics, I mean, your book's going to look like War and Peace in a few years. <laughs> well, yeah, we're going to have to expand this puppy is what we're going to end up having to do. And, uh, again, another great point because of the analytic uh, aspect of the game here. You know, there are people that love to crunch those numbers, and uh, you know, we try and incorporate as much of that as we see along the way into into what we come across. And uh, But we're going to need separate component parts for that, uh, you know, for people that handicap old-school style and people that handicap analytically. So eventually we're going to end up seeing both parts, both segments of those in the magazine together. Yeah, and when you're looking at analytics, Mark, I mean, what uh, just trying to make it as simple as possible, you know, for betters going into the uh, going into the season, what analytic, the brand new number, if you will, 
What, what one that has like sprung up and, and presented itself to you and you said, wow, that really helps me when I'm trying to, you know, give out a solid selection on a game? Well, just as you mentioned, it's only because I'm writing the NFL right now as we're speaking, and uh, we got to tear apart the NFL football schedule this year, maybe a little bit more so in depth than years in the past, and uh, uh, coming across uh, what we're calling short weeks in the National Football League this year, where teams, uh, they don't have a full seven games in between. They may have played it on Thursday, and uh, uh, then they're coming back, if you will, uh, on a short week. Uh, the advantage teams have taking advantage of teams on short weeks has been immeasurable. Hmm. I don't think people realize that. We're going to hit a little bit on that in the in the book this year. So just looking for situations like that, especially with the schedule going to 17 games, we saw a lot of it last year where these teams in the, in the last quarter of the football season that were short on rest came up awfully, awfully short on the scoreboard hmm. and against the spread as well. So keep that thought in mind, these short rest teams late in the season in the NFL. The- does it make a difference if they win or lose, say, on a Monday night or a Thursday night game? I think what matters most is the rest factor. That you know, the fact that uh, these guys just don't have an equal amount of rest going into that football game. And you know, heck, if you've got two or three more days of rest than I do in a football game, advantage yeah. you. You know, and uh, it's up to the odds makers to adjust for that stuff, and then we can put it in the computer and then start looking to see what they're coming off of a win, a loss, where they were favored by, and so forth, and like all that good stuff. But at least analytically, on the surface here, it's a real good starting point. I mean, you would, the NFL. you would think, Mark. I mean, that probably is something you could use for many sports. The rest factor. I mean, do you find that across the board, or is this because of the physicality of football, uh, that is where it really makes its impact? A little bit more so in football because these teams are conditioned to playing one game a week, and uh, given that you know that one game of the week, you know they would love to have everything be the same all the time, but it's not. It can't be. Uh, it does work well in other sports, uh, maybe not so much in baseball because there isn't so much of a, a right. rest factor in right. baseball, but uh, maybe a little bit, a little touch of it in hockey, but uh, more so than anything else. NFL and also college football as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Mark, tell everybody where they can get your newsletter and your uh, order your playbook. Well, everything is available online at playbooksports.com. You can order that uh, magazine, get it earlier before anybody else gets it in the country at playbooksports.com. And if you order any publication from us, whether it's our weekly newsletters, our magazines, or so forth and whatnot, I automatically will enroll you in the coffee club. And that's nice. every day. It's in it's your awesome. inbox. It's a yeah. Pretty nice little read into the sports card, yes. It is. It's quick and easy and gives you a lot of facts. Hey, we appreciate it, Mark. We always look forward to Wednesdays and hope you have a great week and weekend. Thank you, Mark. Hey, Dana, Steve, you guys do the same. Take care and be well. All right, there goes Mark Lawrence from playbooksports.com. When we come back, we're going to crank up Vegas Hockey Hotline.